are here with the charity Child, which is a charity based in Kenya. Um, yeah, we're just going to be having just a brief discussion with child and parenting and I on um, parenting and in particular, um, we might just chat about the genderization of parenting and the, the different roles and structural um, consequences that this has had. And um, we were going to maybe chat um, briefly with Dario and Jacob and in particular, Jack Chariot, your um, upbringing and how this has influenced your passion. Uh, thank you so much, Hannah, for inviting us to the podcast today. Uh, my name is Cherio Onacha. I am the programs uh, manager at Child.org, based here in um, Kenya. My day-to-day uh, role entails the um, management of our projects uh, in Kenya and beyond. Uh, it also includes... Um, building uh, and maintaining the various relationships we have with um, government and um, other partners in the corporate sector. Um, Aside from this, uh, I also take lead in uh, the development and innovation of new projects, and these are projects around maternal and uh, neonatal health. So I'm very happy uh, to be here today to talk about my experience, my uh, my personal experience um, being parented in our context here in Kenya and how this has uh, motivated me to do the work that I do today based on experiences I know in the areas where we work in. That's great, Chayo. Thank you very much. And that's such a a great insight into your role. Jacob, what is it that you do um, within Child as well? So I'm Jacob Chege, working for Child.org as a programs officer. My day-to-day activities here is to make sure that I coordinate and implement activities in the child.org at the community level. So I also manage and maintain the relationship that has been uh, that that is there between the, the, the child.org and the, the, the national and county government. And apart from that, I'm very passionate making sure that men get it when it comes to uh, supporting their pregnant women. And maybe within the, 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 the conversation, I'll take you, through, uh, take you through how this happens, how I'm able maybe to talk through, take you through men to accept to support their women, as well as how we do to the pregnant women to accept to take health care services. Kind of from what you are saying, I can see that there's quite a strong link between what parenting and I does and what you yourself and child do. I think something that is really important and to the heart of parenting and I is how we support dads as a key role through that. We just have like an understanding that dads do have a different experience within parenting, which is something that um, we as a society have to um, change. And a lot of parenting and I be through like advocacy and um, a few of policy um, works towards that, just to have more of an equitable society and to let dad have more of a voice. We kind of touched into a wee bit about the structural roles and why we think dads need to have 
a little bit more support. And Cheryl, you had mentioned that your own personal experience within this contextually has played into why, you, why you're so passionate about your job and child. Do you want to explain that a wee bit more and how maybe within the context of growing up in Kenya? Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Yeah, so I was raised at least for the first four years of my life. I was raised in uh, a very unconventional way. Uh, my um, mother um, conceived me when she was quite young. She was 18, right after her high school. So by the time I was being born, uh, she was supposed to join uh, uni. She was supposed to go uni to uni, which was um, a bit far in the city from, you know, where she lived uh, back in the village with, with her parents. So after she, after she um, delivered, uh, uh, delivered me as, as a newborn, I mean, uh, what happens usually in cases like this because they were not they were not yet married legally mal married uh, with my dad. Um, I would have uh, ideally gone to live with my grandmother, so her mother, uh, who would have raised me until uh, my mother was able, you know, was in a position to raise me. But um, in that time, um, my my dad objected heavily to it and was like, why would my child be raised by another person when I'm here? I'm still alive. Um, I'm still able to take care of, of, of him, of her, which doesn't happen in many societies, like just finding men, you know, taking, taking lead and ownership of, you know, their, uh, their newborn babies. So, yeah and he he just made it clear that he wanted he wanted to be the one to raise me he wanted me to live with him and he was confident in the fact that um he 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 would be able to do this so that was finalized and so my mother left me i think at 3 weeks i was only 3 weeks old uh left me with my dad um she went off to college um are about 350 kilometers away from um, where my dad lived. And yes, my journey with my dad began. So my my dad explains, and even my aunt and relatives who saw how that unfolded, they say that my, my dad read a lot. He had like books, piles and piles of books on, you know, baby nutrition, what baby care and all of those things. And um, that really guided and supported. It's unfortunate I wasn't, I didn't breastfeed. Uh, formula at the time was very unac uh, not accessible to many, um, many Kenyans. So I survived on uh, cow milk. Uh, but I'm okay. <laughs> so that's good. And um, he basically, he, like everyone explains to me that, you know, he he was in charge, like clinic days. It was me and my dad, him taking me to, we shared a bed up until when I was three years old. My, my mom could visit um, it was explained to me. I knew my, my mom was studying, but I didn't like that link between, okay, yeah, they, there needs to be a mommy somewhere and something missing. That never occurred to me. I knew my dad was everything. So if like when I, I got to the age, like two, when, when I started 
talking like i would tell people that you know my mom is off to uh, like is studying somewhere but i'm with daddy <laughs> daddy takes care of me daddy is my mommy <laughs> and yeah so it's it's just very interesting and that really i think impacted me a lot um in the way um i view parenting in general because now what was modeled to me was you know a man taking charge and taking care of their baby and you know not even complaining one day about it so even when i became a parent myself i never had like any different expectations from how i was raised i knew unlike in many families here in kenya and beyond uh, like i just knew that you know as as a father you need to take care of your children like you need to change diapers you need to wake up at night you need to do all of these things because that that was what had been modeled um but that did not that did not happen like naturally uh when my husband and i had our baby uh because you know there was that um he was raised differently he was raised by the mom the mom was like the primary uh caregiver taking lead on everything so fathers in our society uh many times usually take that you know back they are the providers so they'll provide for example money to buy food money to buy diapers clothes um facilitate mothers to take their babies to clinics and such like things but the actual um like take baby care changing diapers putting the baby to sleep feeding the baby all that is left to the mothers so uh having our daughter and my husband sort of you know being like oh so how do i and i'm like no this is this is our baby so <laughs> we are supposed to do this together you you we take turns if i wake up this time the next time you're the one waking up and and so it was it it, it was i'd say it wasn't it was challenging in that way that he was also teaching himself he was getting himself into this role learning these things learning that it is okay um because in our society when you know men are had to be uh, doing you know roles within the family that are um presumably like female um female roles uh they are said to be weak so you will find like even when he was doing all of these things he for example um could not share like cannot freely share with his friends in most kenyan homes we do have like two two families two homes so you have your rural home and then you have um your home in the urban setup most of the time where you work so it's the same for us uh, and most of the time you find now over long holiday like christmas families will travel to their rural homes uh, to see like the sort of extended families and things get to interact and some uh, and things like that so at the end of um when my daughter was about 10 11 months uh we took her down to the village um where we have another home and in the village i mean 
for 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 us in the in the urban setup, he had been doing all of these things. We had been sharing roles, uh, but when we went to the village, he sort of like whispered this to me that, "Oh, do not let me do these things when everyone else is watching." <laughs> Because then people are not going to respect me. Um, I'm happy to do this, but when it's just the two of us, like when my mother or my siblings are around, I would I would want you to do, you know, to 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 to, to be the one taking care of the child, which is very interesting. I understood them. He's I understood it at that time. He said it in a very light-hearted, like sort of way. I didn't take offense in that, but um, I'm explaining this just to show like how gender, gender sort of biased. It, it it's really entrenched in the way we think, the way people think, and it's sort of yeah it just it, it takes over it's it's just a mind uh, something in the mind um so anyway my experience has really um shaped my work uh what i am passionate about doing in my role at child.org because um how I was parented and how I have seen me and my husband uh, parenting our our daughter is not what happens in the society that we live in. We find that uh, many women are usually the primary caregivers. They are stuck with this role um, with little or no support um, around them. Um, and you know, specifically in Meru County, where we have our biggest project, uh, we 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 have seen like, and Jacob will talk a bit uh, into detail of the experiences that he has seen. But women women in this society, like it is, it is different for me that I was empowered, I was raised differently, I've gone to school, I've I'm exposed, and in that way. I I I I was I was empowered in that instance to talk to my husband about my expectation, what I needed, the kind of support that I needed from him, which is very unlike many women in the society that we live in. Like they they do not many women in these um, instances do not feel like even in um, in situations where they need support, they don't. They don't feel like they they can ask for that support. Um, sometimes they don't even know, like they don't even know. They have lived in this society for years and years. And what has been modeled is, is you know, mothers taking care of babies and, you know, fathers taking that uh, back role. So part, part of what... Um, I do together with you know the county governments and um, the communities that we work with is to make sure that you know the women we are working in um, have information on on how parenting needs to look like. They are made aware of the support they need throughout you know the pregnancy period up until when the baby is born. Um, we also do a lot of advocacy initiatives in the communities to make sure, and Jacob is best placed to talk about this, but we talk to men, um, encouraging them to support their wives, encouraging them to be part of raising um, their babies and um, ensuring that that information comes from 
you know, like we have male role models, like the the elders in the church, the community leaders, um, the representatives in the county governments. Uh, we make sure that, you know, they are the ones giving out this information and modeling uh, what uh, parenting uh, should should look like um, in in some of these communities. It was really lovely to listen to and how um, your upbringing has uh, affected and given you that drive to debunk stereotypes, um, I guess, and also to see how your upbringing has reflected in your own parenting style now, which is which is great. Um, so you were touching in and how um, a lot of parental roles are quite genderized. And yeah, my question would be, how do we actually debunk these stereotypes worldwide? And Jacob, you had mentioned that um, you, you work on the ground. So how is it do you feel, um, Jacob, that yeah, you can actually debunk these stereotypes? Actually, as I have told you is that the society, most of the society in Kenya are a patriarchal and men have been made to feel like they are superior over women, even during their placing from their childhood, adulthood, they are made to feel that they are superior over women. And now when it comes now to the marriage, now they become even more superior because they are told you are the head of the family. So most of the information that they are instilled into them makes them feel superior and now that becomes a culture it becomes a, now a, women are made also to feel that they need to be submissive no matter how whether the men are alike, alike or wrong there's nothing to debate so that is how uh, the, the society has made both gender look like but uh, child at all in the first iteration, we had team mom not thinking about team dad. So we found that as much as we worked so much about the team, team mom, and they were not, in the society did not allow them to make decisions. We felt that it was nice now to bring men on board. And the one way of bringing them on board was now to talk to them and also to kind of empower them to gap the knowledge and as well as if there is a practice and attitude that has been happening, you need to erode that. So that is how we came up with the team that and we always have like the TV session, we have the radio session where you take through men on how they should do parenting together as a project. So for us, we call them a project where you are supposed to raise children together and being a part of a project, you are a partners in equal. So we, we really do that. And sometimes it's very difficult because to bring men together, it's not a, a joke. It is something that you need also to like, you see their pattern, the pattern of bringing men together. When you study it, you find that you may bring, you may find them in places where maybe they are resting, the places of worship, the places where they are having their games. That is what we have been doing. This stereotype maybe could be, uh, you know, in, in, in most of the society within Kenya, uh, between 15 to 16, men undergo circumcision. And in this, there are instilled so many things that are, maybe I would say masculinity in nature, and you are made to feel that being a man, this is what you should, your study should be. And 
having gone through many other session for me it is easier for me to see what is wrong and what is right and being in child.org has also helped me to learn that though what we have been doing as a society is something that we should uh, erode from from the society so that is why we have made sure that we have at least uh, uh, we have groups of men where we could talk and we have started with the most influential men in the society say the church leaders or the religious leaders, say the, 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 the society leaders, like the, the elders, and then you talk them through why they should uh, uh, encourage men to support their women. And also allow them to, uh, to kind of have a, 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 a debate on what, maybe allow the, the opinion from the, the women on a matter related to their parenting. And this has worked well. We have seen some changes, like you can see nowadays men accompanying women in health facility, either during delivery or when they are doing their antenatal care. You can see that now women have been provided with resources required during maybe uh, the, this pregnancy period. So it is, one, it is not simple. It is a behavior change approach. And sometimes it have the baby steps, but we are happy that it is heading somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like the point that you made about powering men and actually bringing them into the family sphere. And yeah, I probably add to that and emphasize that there is no hierarchy in looking after children. Was there anything else, maybe, Cheryl, you wanted to add into that and how your work um, strives to debunk these stereotypes? I think um, just to say that, um, especially within the work that we do, we realize that with the patriarchy, if, you know, um, for a baby to thrive, and then we need uh, the father to be involved in that upbringing, because in most situations, even when it comes to you know, seeking healthcare, it is usually the man in the family giving permission uh, to the mom to go to hospital. So many of the women we work with tell us, you know, I have to ask for permission to go for my antenatal care clinic. I have to ask for permission. I have to ask for money from my husband or partner um, to for transport to get to a health facility uh, to get my antenatal um, my my antenatal care services and things like that. Um, also, very interestingly, is that you know at the point here in Kenya, especially at the point of delivery, in cases where uh, we have an emergency. It is your partner um, or husband who is supposed to, like the father of the child, to sign off uh, like when you need an emergency cesarean section or something like that. So if the, uh, the father has not been involved through the process, then that becomes very complicated at that point uh, because they'll be needing someone to sign off. And in an emergency situation, you can imagine where a decision needs to be made very uh, very quickly. You can imagine uh, what what that would mean if you know the the father is is nowhere to be found. Um, another reason why we feel um, very passionately about um, 
uh, male involvement or dad dads being involved um in you know pregnancy and the care of their uh, child is that uh, domestic violence in the community we work in in Meru is like the rates of uh, gender-based violence are very high so men there for various reasons are very violent um they use violence to resolve you know um marital issues or family issues and things like that so and you know I'm a woman going through this uh during pregnancy or you know even with a newborn you can only imagine you know the maternal outcomes or neonatal outcomes um you are uh, you could potentially get um when you know a, ma a mother is being beaten up or uh you know uh, I've, we've even had instances where even the child children are put in danger um because of this kind of violence uh we also had a project where um it was it was a baby box slightly different uh project where we we were providing um like a baby crib in form of you know like a baby box uh to provide safe sleeping uh for babies and the reason for this was that you know many women reported um sleeping with uh, many times sharing cuz cost sleeping in our context again for context <laughs> for contents textual purposes uh co-sleeping is very common um in in our society at least uh most mothers share beds with their babies um so to make breastfeeding easy and just generally taking care of babies for them during the night so women we worked with reported sharing beds with um men who were alcoholics or men who are smokers and because they men do not understand like the repercussions of their actions like alcohol and smoking to the newborn baby they'll just you know they'll come home drunk and just sleep and you know put potentially put the baby in danger so why we do what we do is to put out this information you need to be involved you need to know the the needs of your newborn baby you need to know what is right and what is wrong so that as you are coming home drunk you shouldn't be sleeping with the baby you should take the couch or get uh somewhere else to to sleep so it really it's not just during pregnancy but even post pregnancy um some yeah if if you're not involving dads then it means you are missing out on you know the support the child might need from the dad uh when you know they're born and uh when they're being raised yeah that's such an important um point chario and i also really love the work that you do in child in also giving mothers and um women the voice and yeah that's such um it's such a huge part of your charity i also love how you emphasize how childhood work is so important and that's something that personally i have a lot of passion for and um 
uh, making environments and the family unit a safe space for children. And that starts um, with parents equipping them, which is a lot of what you do, Jacob, equipping um, teen dad. And um, yeah, it's it's um, it's so important. And it's such a, a big topic. I could talk um, all day about the parental role. There's um, so much to talk about. But yeah, I think um, it's great because we've talked a lot about kind of the genderization off it and um, off team dad and in particular Cherry I thought your experience was really important to listen to and how has positively influenced the way that you parent and you can see the outcomes of it but yeah I just want to say thank you so so much for taking the time to to do this podcast it's been such a um such a pleasure to um chat with you and learn a wee bit more about your charity and and how you work on the ground in Kenya so yeah thank you um very much Thank you so much, Hannah, for having us and giving us an opportunity to talk about uh, our experiences and uh, why the work that we do at Child.org is uh, very important to us. And we look forward to future conversations. 